0: I mean, there is an interest, I've mentioned it to several different groups in several different worlds. They all know who he is now. They all, they all have an interest and a, an opinion, but they know him as this incendiary soundbite, well-built, well-groomed guy who's stuck in a house in Romania. They don't know him as the guy that they want to be. That's not him. He's just this guy on the other side of a screen, and that's where he belongs.
1: I'm Nicola Tallent, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals Drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. Former kickboxer turned internet influencer Andrew Tate has been on a publicity blitz from his compound in Romania since he was released on house arrest and more recently limited to travel within Bucharest. Facing possible rape and human trafficking charges, Tate has racked up millions of views on social media despite being banned from many platforms and has appeared doing lengthy interviews on popular podcast shows. So what has he got to say? And how worried is he about the serious criminal offences he's under investigation for? Today, I'm joined by Sunday World Features Editor Dara Keeney as we discuss a previous backlash from Tate fans, his curious relationship with facts, and what the future holds for the most googled man On the internet. This is Crime World, a podcast from SundayWorld.com. So, your mother told you not to wear black?
0: She just commented that all the TikToks and uh, Crime Worlds I've done, I tend to be in black.
1: So, you have gone
0: for it. (laughs) I could have gone worse now, to be honest, but I was afraid of blending right into the background. I looked, I mean,
1: if we didn't have this Crime World in the background, I could be your lawyer, because I'm usually in God knows what, but I'm in a kind of a suit. If very, anyone very can see my feet. Cloda has promised that <laughs> no, she will treat try her, her best as nobody can see my feet because I'm quite respectable here up. And then no. So pajamas down below, isn't it? Absolutely. Only way to be. Um so we're gonna talk Andrew Tate. Yes, we tried this before. Yeah. We
0: did a good discussion, but um, as we discovered shortly after the video was uploaded to your YouTube channel, um, we were... It went... The comment section went on fire. Yeah. Um, now, you probably keep a closer eye on it than I do, but I, I looked at it there the other day and there was something like 150 comments compared to yeah. much, much fewer on much more viewed videos, but just less comments. This, Some this, of them look to me like as if they were nearly... Are they, are they real people? <laughs> well, this is always going to be the debate. I think they are real. Uh, I think they believe what they're saying, but I don't think they're right. But... It got us thinking, like, had we missed a trick? Like, I mean, the three of us came in. Niall was here that time for the first Andrew Tate debate. And it just got, well, it certainly got me wondering, did I jump to conclusions on Andrew Tate? Did I find myself um, relying on these 15, 20 second bites you see on TikTok and Instagram? Mm. And um, maybe I am missing something. So maybe he is a victim. Yeah, well, well. I, I never once thought that for a second. But mm. well, maybe maybe with the judicial system. He if it goes down, he, he does. Yeah. But he I mean, thinks he
1: is, and his followers think he is, don't they? I mean, that's exactly what they're saying that he's sort of been picked on because he's oh, telling yeah. the truth. Well, that's and true. That is true. Sort of, you know, these, the Matrix. Is that what the rest of The Matrix of us are? is a big part of this. Yeah. It'll all be, he'll all be, will be vindicated
0: in the end. Yeah. And this will take years. But we kind of discussed should we do another mm. Andrew Tate debate? But you sent me some homework this time. You, asked me to sit through his interview with James English. It's two and a half hours, um, just short of two and a half hours. Um, and uh, they kind of dissect what's going on in Romania, who he really is and what his plans are for the future. And they they discuss everything from like religion, politics, social media, his stint in prison. Obviously, women come up, uh, his pals, his followers, his charges, his wealth, his opinions, Um, a whole host of topics they don't talk about the case for obvious reasons he doesn't want to prejudice anything that's coming ahead I don't know if that was necessarily true but I'm sure his lawyers were saying look do these chats but you just don't talk about the pending trial Mm -hmm. coming up so that's pretty much everything was on
1: the table except for that Um, I suppose maybe for those who don't know who James English is you know what we'll do is just go back to Andrew Tate first of all and he was On Instagram, he was on TikTok, he was on Twitter. He's returned to that because of Elon Musk. But he basically came out of nowhere, exploded in 2016 when he was kicked off Big Brother. Yes. When a video emerged of him. uh, Attacking a woman with a belt. Which he claimed was all made up and it was edited. Yes. Partly edited, it wasn't him. And he sort of went on to become an influencer, a bad influencer, we could call him, but an influencer anyway. And he's been banned off social media. When he was removed from Instagram, he had 4.7 million followers Mm -hmm. and he had it was their policies on dangerous individuals that they used to take him off. He was taken off TikTok, uh, YouTube, sorry, for breaching hate speech rules and TikTok barred him for having an account. But videos with the hashtag Andrew Tate have been popping up everywhere. And they've discovered a hundred particular accounts that keep pushing them out. And they have 5.7 million followers and have had a billion views or something ridiculous like this. Now, James English is a podcaster from Scotland who has a selection of curious characters on um, his show. I noticed that Katie, um, Katie, Katie, Oh what's her name? Bryce Hopkins 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 Katie Hopkins yes. somebody who also <clears throat> has been banned from social yep. media was on recently and she was describing his show as a protected space she Jane, said the James she, English show she described the James English she said it's your protected space you are keeping everybody back so in other words he has a lot of people on who would be very controversial Correct. who maybe wouldn't be able <clears throat> to be on anywhere else um Her, for example, Toby Robinson is another person who's featured Mm -hmm. heavily on the show. And Andrew Tate has done this interview and it's been clipped and it has been watched hundreds of thousands of times. So he's essentially back on YouTube. Yeah, he is. And
0: um, one of the things about just before we get off James English himself, what he also does is he's not just... <clears throat> picking and getting access to some of those names that you mentioned like Katie and Tommy he, he what he actually is good at and I have to hold my hand up is he can he can he gets individuals from slightly I said marginalised is the wrong word but um, back, he gets underworld figures he, on like he gets yeah. really heavy hitters yeah, he from does. crime he gets um, fan stars porn stars these these kind of individuals that people are aware of the world in which they operate but they don't know how it operates and they don't know anything about it or how these individuals got into it. And so what he actually is really good at is deep diving on unknowns and getting some really good sound bites. Um, Again, most of it I'm seeing in short uh, extracts that are pop up on Instagram or or TikTok. So he is very good at that. But yeah, you're right. He does kind of, he's found himself in this kind of circle that Katie described there, that there's kind of a comfort in knowing that no matter what world you're operating in, if you've been cancelled, uh, you or, get on James English.
1: Yeah, And exactly. he hasn't a background in journalism. He know. was, of course, the podcaster who flew out to Dubai and did the three-hour interview with Daniel Kinahan, which mm. was never aired. It was, um, you know, the, an ad for it was put out before the promo, March yeah. of 2022, right, yeah. before the sanctions, the, the US Treasury came in and sanctioned him. The actual uh, interview was due to go out on St. Patrick's Day as a tribute to Ireland and Daniel Kinahan's homeland. Yeah. Um, And it never was shown. But he has a particular sort of um, a way of interviewing people that they go unchallenged during the interview. He allows them to tell their story at length. Yeah. um, And without really, he does question them. But he allows them to tell their story. I think that's kind of his modus operandi and how he he goes about it. And he regularly says that himself at the beginning of every interview. He says, we'll go back to the beginning and tell me about yourself. And then they tell him about themselves. And it's they, a
0: soft landing kind of approach. You certainly can, from an interview style. Yeah, I've, I mean, someone who is a journalist and I'm sure you who are a journalist who's gone moved into podcast world, I'd, I'm sure you'd watch these podcasts and go, you're asking the wrong question or why didn't you pick on that mm. answer? I do think there is a soft approach, definitely. Mm. Now, he's getting the that's sound how bites get and the guess. kicks and the views. Exactly. And exactly. And people are willing to get on because yeah. they probably know they're not going to get the hard time. And, and that's something I wanted to talk about later because uh, one of the points that's made in this podcast is how um, Andrew was attacked by the BBC interviewer and it was a hatchet job. They promised me they were going to ask me this. They asked me that. Um, it was a complete attack. Uh, but I beat them. I yeah. beat them. And MSM knows I've beaten them. Like this is the, that's how he portrays anyone who sits down to talk to him who actually pulls him up in his comments Mm -hmm. or his actions Whereas the likes of the the um, the James Englishes and the I think Carlson Tucker did one and the the first one what was his name the the very the big interview that he did at the yeah, very the start, American
1: guy that we um, saw bits pet, of pet something pet. and yeah. um, so he did a big interview with um, another guy as well He flew are, out to Romania I think to, just after he was he was in house arrest after he was exactly, released from he the went prison. straight in and and, yeah. and
0: James did as well these are all done in the same in the same at the same table at the compound. Um, what is his name? Oh, Patrick Best David is the other yeah. guy. These are, there's a little clique. Like yeah. the, these, um, these aren't just randomers who have uh, requested an interview and got brought in and have done a three hour sit down without any sort of forewarning about what's coming up. It's a, there's a comfort to it mm. and he's not being called out on some of the stats, like some of the stuff I discovered during the, um, like, well, first of all, to address the original pl- problem it wasn't a problem, but the original comment that was made against us in the first time that we had not we didn't know him well enough. And so by sitting down and doing the reading um, and sitting through this two and a half hours of now, I now feel I know way more about Andrew Tate than I did the last time. Um, so I can categorically apologize to no one mm-hmm. in that comment section. Like, the, I, some of the stuff, the absolute turd that comes out of his mouth is... It's nonsensical, it and it's been fawned over by James English. Um, now, whatever about the subjective stuff and his opinions, and each to their own. People are free speech, kind of all for it, unless there's a hatred element to it. But he he throws out some stats in this podcast that weren't picked up on. Like right. like there's some crazy stuff, and I don't want to go down a COVID um, denying uh, kind of debate. But there was one bit where he kind of said uh, James um, was sort of talking about the 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 lemmings who wore masks and who stayed at home and followed the rules that the government set out, and and Andrew pounced on this. He like he leapt on this mm. conversation because he he has strong opinions on it, and um, he says, yeah, but just look like look at Sweden. Sweden didn't close their doors or their borders. They were, he kind of put them as this poster boy of COVID and how they let everyone in, enjoy their lives. And he was talking about him and his brother. And I think he said, him my, myself, Tristan, and another person, so there was a third person, flew in. We partied all night long in these nightclubs. Um, and Sweden didn't get it wrong. Uh, they, were, they did it right because they didn't panic. They let their citizens live their lives. And um, their death rate was one of the best in the world during COVID, they said. And, or Andrew said that, and James agreed. Right. And they moved on. Now, I decided that was one thing that really bothered me because I know I know a couple of people who passed away during it. So I actually just looked up the stats because I knew Sweden. And I remember early on, Sweden actually did have a really good start to it. And everyone who was really sick of the, the restrictions here were looking at Sweden going, why are they sitting in coffee shops yeah, and pubs? Yeah. I remember it. And, yeah. and there were no big, massive uh, surges at the start. So they were kind of a bit of the poster by the start. But by the end of it, uh, Sweden's death rates were 2,419 per million, which was nearly 600 more than us per million 30 percent more they were worse than ireland and we had a really bad rate like so they were worse than us they were way worse than their nearest neighbors norway and finland i have the numbers i won't bore you but there's no objective measure stick that places sweden in a good space when it comes to COVID. but andrew tate just lobs this comment out there Mm -hmm. look at what sweden did we partied all night long they they handled COVID really well they didn't. It was an absolute mess there. Millions of people, uh, hundreds of thousands of people died. But James English didn't pick him up on it. They just ran with it. And this kind of, this kind of random lobbing out of facts, Yeah. Uh, it's kind of Trumpian. Like this idea that whatever I say, if I sound confident, it's going to be accepted. Mm. The people aren't going to pick it up on it. And this is why he doesn't have the BBC sitting down with them every day. Yeah. He keeps talking about BBC as the enemy part of the Matrix and we'll get to the Matrix. But like, he talks about all this. He's not being picked up on. He just lobs stuff out He is definitely more articulate and affable and attractive than Donald Trump. I am not saying he is the same (laughs) as Donald Trump, but he has the same mode and tone uh, of of spreading the message. He'll just lob out a fact. He'll sound confident and he believes himself that he is telling the truth. And whoever is sitting on the other side of the mic is just fawning and falling for it and not picking him up on it. And I'd say this is happening all over the place with random facts and random stuff that he's just going to lob out there and... The as we talked about before, the disenfranchised or the vulnerable or the impressionable—whatever word you want to use—these men in their late teens and twenties, they're falling for it. They're, not asking, they're, the they're even, not asking the questions. They're not asking the questions. Even that
1: thing about Sweden, they're probably repeating it then in conversations. Of course they are, and it's spreading. It's spreading, it. yeah. it's spreading yeah. like the yeah. virus, like yeah, the coronavirus. Is. So literally.
0: it's this, and I don't want this to be a COVID chat because COVID is only a tiny part of his narrative. But like, they need to be picked up on these things. And now, if I was sitting opposite the microphone. I mightn't have had those numbers to throw back at him. I'm not an anorak when that kind of. Stuff. But it didn't take me long to figure out where how wrong he was. I had a quick Google and I went to two different metrics and I found out which which of them was the most accurate. And I was able to
1: disprove this rubbish that he is made. Yeah. Like it's just, it's it's. It, he's kind of had a so it, in December of 29th 2022, he was arrested in Romania yeah. along with the brother Tristan on suspicion of human trafficking, rape, and forming an organized crime group. Right. They remained in custody for 30 days. That was then extended for another 30 and another 30. And they were released at the end of March under house arrest. And that house arrest only ended on August 4th. Correct. But in the meantime, since the sort of, I suppose, through April, May, June, July, and now into August, uh, while they've been limited with their travel within Bucharest, and that's why people have to come to them and surrounding areas. He has done this sort of like social media onslaught. Campaign. It really is. Yeah. And while he's not allowed on TikTok, this hashtag Andrew Tate is allowed. And we've seen that with another panel of ours who we won't mention for the moment. TikTok seems to be easy to, it's closing down. Slightly. It's, yes, it's closing somebody down, but they're able to pop up yeah. in slightly different or different spellings or something. It seems to me anyway, to be very leaky. Um, Twitter banned him in 2017 yeah. but Elon Musk has taken Run over and he's back up and running on yeah. that I saw he had 4.2 million followers had a look at him today didn't give him my own follow I'll just be Don't, able to look just, just look just in every it. now and yeah. again yeah. 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 yeah yeah. I'll just take a stand yeah. on my own but, um, <laughs> and he'll notice that <laughs> he will of course uh, anyway so he's he's got <clears throat> these platforms and then like while he's banned from YouTube he's allowed on this you know these you know how do you least that how does YouTube there's different people regulating these these social media sites and so like unless and also there's another one called Rumble yes he was talking about that and he went on that Rumble seems to be the sort of the the alternative YouTube his the owner of it is his mate he said in this podcast okay
0: and he gave it a massive sales pitch by the way towards the end um, like to the point that if I ever set up a YouTube channel I'm I'm going to be backing it up on Rumble, right. uh, just for the sake of it. Whatever he said, I'm falling for it. I'm one of his lemmings now. One all of a sudden, his, absolutely. Um, but it, basically, it backs up all the videos. Okay. Um, so if YouTube do pull you pull you, pull you down, all the videos are still there in yeah, this background some I don't know if it's dark now. I don't know where it okay. sits, but at least it's maintaining the content that you're creating, right, which okay. I think is a massive worry for all content creators on YouTube because right. once you once it's shut down or act, you could actually potentially and lose not all save
1: their own content. <laughs> Look, you're getting into yeah. a technical thing here. I'm sure
0: he could somewhere. you better than I am by yeah. that. But yeah.
1: anyway, he's obviously, if it's his mate running it, Rumble yeah. is obviously what it is. It's, it's obviously providing a platform for these people who have been removed for valid reasons. He won't be taken off Rumble, put it that way. Now, he recently, in the last week or two, he and his brother, they designed a cell in their home. Did you see this? No, I didn't. Okay, so they designed a cell and they went in for 24 hours and went live on... Whatever it was, they went live on. Maybe that was Rumble or something to show what it was like when they were in jail. So they went to bed, they went to sleep, they had their breakfast. Did they put cockroaches in? No, they, he keeps they, it looks very clean. Actually, it looks really
0: nice. He says you get used to the cockroaches on day three. He read the, the Quran
1: and and they did their prayers and all the rest of it. And, and yeah, and people it was on for twenty four hours and people watched it, but it was busted. I think the police moved <laughs> in. I mean, ridiculous. But well,
0: I mean, look, as a gimmick,
1: it's, it's a gimmick, isn't it? It's, it's going, going to look, and this
0: is and this is what catches the the eyeballs. Yeah. Uh, you have to hand it to him, and not everything is complete rubbish. Like he, he's got he's got some credible. Uh, characteristics I have to say he's obviously a good businessman he knows how to make shout the loudest just just what he's saying is horrendous that's what I'm that's my point
1: the Romanian Dicot unit which is in the police says that it's identified six women subjected to acts of physical violence and mental coercion by a group of people including himself and his brother and it's claimed that they lured women to Romania under false pretenses of romances and that they tricked them into carrying out pornographic acts etc so he is facing Um, you know, a possible trial for that in Romania. So, you know, that remains, he's under investigation for that. His beliefs, you know, we'll go into them because, so tell me about the two and a half hours that you suffered. Well, the, this, this I mean, interview considering I, your asked, shoot <laughs> <laughs> I got there
0: I got there in yeah. the end I had to do it in three or four different slots to be honest uh, the final Did one to was you
1: privately do you mind me asking that
0: always house? always <laughs> it, either in the car on the way into work or I I've, for the final 47 minutes I I told my my wife I said I'm just going to go for a walk and finish this once and for all so plugged in the earphones but you not t-
1: subject anyone else in the house I should? wouldn't dare no. though
0: I mean I've got daughters yeah. so um, I mean I'd be more concerned if I had sons to be honest and um, Really and, Well, yeah, I think also I think if you do see your son or nephew or little brother uh, engaging with Tate uh, content, uh, your response shouldn't be, uh, oh, yeah, that, that makes sense in our era of anti-masculinity. It should be to reprimand them, discipline them for spending time in, in a virtual company of a man who has exhibited such extreme contempt for womankind. Uh, We Mm -hmm. can't wait for the culture. Sorry, I had to write this down because I was thinking about it last night. We can't wait for this culture to come to its senses. We must all take action in here, in the here and now to counter the poisonous influence of these misogynistic false gods. That that, these with their oppositional ideologies that they just create this world where they are the gods, they are the one and everyone else just follows them. You kind of need to nip it in the bud straight away. So Um, is this bad? It's two and a half hours. It was
1: really, really bad.
0: Well, do you know what was worse about it? Because some of the sound bites I've seen before were way worse. Like, and some of his older legacy stuff is worse. And he's held his hand up at some times and to sort of say there was a different time, there was a bit of a context, and he's tried to explain himself out of it. He's not as he's not as incendiary as he used to be. Okay, but it's it was so sycophantic. It was fawning from both of them. They 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 kind of they. It was just two lads on bar stools having a chat and. Neither of them had um, uh, really strong views on anything that I or my circles uh, would agree with, um, and so it was a hard listen. To be mm. honest, some of it I watched on YouTube just to get a vibe for the context of the table that he talks about in the room and what they were wearing and how they looked. But m- most of it was listened to through the pod, uh, through my phone, and it wasn't enjoyable. That's that's the that's the strange thing. The, I,
1: the audio. Would, would help you concentrate more on what's mm. actually been said because the, the, yeah, end. it does very much, you know, you're watching a video and you're seeing them and you're probably looking at their, you know, you've got something visual. Going yeah, on yeah, you well, might
0: dilute the message sometimes yeah. a little bit. But yeah, so I was, I was... Um, I was Triggered almost by a few things he said and how he did he doubles down at times. Um, he there's like the religious thing as well. He's now he's now Islam and 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 he's gone from atheist to Islam. It's quite a flip. Uh, I, again, I hope I'm not stepping the line. But isn't there kind of one, when when you're in you're in? It's kind of like a a club or a family, a community. And I, he kind of t- he kind of mentioned it. And I kind of wonder does did he trip himself up a little bit in this podcast mentioning the community that has now been created around him. In Romania, with the with the Muslim community, I mean, it's a well, that's what he's saying. It's a deeply Christian Catholic country. But he's
1: as, he's claiming again, that another a community claim. has been created around him. That the Muslim community of Romania have encircled him. Is that what he's claiming? Yeah, well, his support. He's he's been getting
0: support support from them, and like. Again, you can say anything. But he, he, just... Yeah, I
1: mean, I would say that's. I would. I would doubt that's true. Oh, it, I certainly. mean, I would think any Who would? decent, good Muslim would find him a horror show. Yeah, I mean, the way he's going on, and and you know, well, there's no to latch on to. There's nothing humble about him, and I would no. have thought that was one of the the, the
0: important kind of pillars, and like they're not no one stands up on a pedestal uh, in that religion and tries to kind of garner attention and, and publicity he's the exact opposite of that so mm-hmm. yeah you're right probably I'd say they're probably distancing to themselves say it, but, say. completely distancing yeah. themselves from him I'm sure like everybody else but it's not going to be picked up on on this podcast yeah. he he says these things uh, I mean he says like he, he made at one point he said oh I got a text off a of celeb last night and uh, he was at a party in LA and it, like when I say celeb I mean A-list like top of the top of the ranks And he was with another guy who I would have said top 10 A list as well. And the two of them just wanted to tell me that they support me. And it was just a text. I'm not going to give you their names because I don't want to get them in trouble because the Matrix will then attack them. Like the Matrix has been attacking me. But I just want you to know, James, that I had these texts, random texts. I still don't know. I really, I'd love to have the answer for you, <laughs> Nicola. I'm it. Jesus Christ. I would love that. I honestly, when I first heard it, I laughed. I thought he was joking, but then I realised now that he actually genuinely does believe it. It's not run by the government. This is That's like for non-magicians, sure. Magicians, basically, it's like in Harry Potter. Um, you won't like that comparison, but yeah, it's it's these influential individuals who are running the world, mm. and they're out to attack him because of his attitudes. He's, got,
1: he's going to overpower them basically and
0: well he says in this he could win an election for anyone if right. he chose his support I don't like to polit- politicise my views but I know that I have the ear of um, a large portion of the American public
1: and if I say one way they'll vote that way so I know I could win an election like a few years ago you could have actually laughed at this this was just I, some lunatic. but given that the Americans actually voted Trump in yeah um I kind of remember that morning waking up to that news and I'll never forget it and that and Brexit it was like oh my god the same year yeah yeah Yeah.
0: and I actually weirdly think he possibly could Mm. have an influence now whether he whether he plucked someone that if he couldn't just pluck someone out of Insignificance and and make them president, but I think if he aligned with one of the two leading candidates, I think he probably would
1: have a sway on people. He'll just make people because he's getting well again. Forgetting that he has this big criminal trial pending they don't care. But in look at Romania. Trump. Like I mean, Trump's Trump's
0: support mm. is still as high as ever, and mm. he's got all these that that doesn't affect American voters. Yeah. So I do kind of believe that he would have an influence on that, and that's kind of scary. He is the most but do social man
1: media in the world. followers and people watching. I mean, you watched that, I watched that. We're two clicks. like like, we're not supporting him. Oh, we're, we're, just,
0: edu- we're educated in sane and we apply logic and fact yeah.
1: to d- discussions. And when, if we do letters. Us- translating every click, every... Oh, you're probably right. ...view so, yeah. into a support, in his mind. Oh, absolutely. Because- Sorry. Yes, I get you.
0: Yeah, of course he is. People mm. are watching because it's an absolute... Hellhole of it, and people are laughing at him. And, like, I mean, for all the money and cars, I don't want to sound nasty, but for all the money and cars and businesses he has, he needs to go to diction and elocution lessons. He can't pronounce words, he's, he's all over the place. He sounds like a child at times. Uh, the letter T that's the sound, Andrew, if you're listening. Um, but he, 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 he absolutely sees this reach, this data that he's getting from his videos. He'll see 10 yeah. million
1: views and he'll go, I've got 10 million fans. Yeah. That's not the case. I mean, we know... That's, that's narcissism, though, in 100%. its ultimate form. He's absolutely. translating that into all those people love me and think I'm correct, correct and everything correct. I said they believe. And it's an incredible... Arrogance isn't the word for it, but...
0: Yeah, Uh, it is but it's also a complete naivety and for someone who claims to be as intelligent and bright and entrepreneurial and and business focused as he is he's missing a massive uh trick there like i mean that those those clicks and eyeballs don't equate to support and certainly a positive following it's people a lot of people clicking on to go what the hell is he going
1: to say next um uh and what is occupying his mind? I mean, he's he's facing this massive problem in Romania with the the DCOT unit. Um, you know, they've obviously made moves on him. He has been under house arrest until I think actually October. Um he's still under sort of like Bucharest arrest, so she yeah. can't leave Bucharest until October. So all the while in the background, investigators are working on this case. Um, so, you know, he's not in a great place, really, is he? But he's kind of gone ahead with his thoughts and just completely parked and compartmentalised the fact that this criminal trial is pending.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I've no doubt it's it's on legal advice, dominating his his life. Uh, Maybe not so much now because he's out so he can now get on with uh, I say get on with. He's certainly not flying around the world, but he can he can uh, do his outside prison uh, jobs which are running his many businesses he he listed them I'll find the numbers now in a second uh, but this will take over oh, he's not leaving Romania and he's not leaving Romania by the way his slant on it is my loyalty to the country yes like everything has a slant in yeah. his favour it's nothing to do with the fact that the judge says you can't leave no no it's my loyalty to this company uh, I've got kids with different women he said I'm my, I'm a really good dad I need to support them um, now the women can't do anything they literally bring up the kids that's himself and actually James English jumped in on that because I think that's his current setup. Um, is where he says he's given up drinking drugs and uh, I don't have a glass of wine anymore so I don't want my wife to have a glass of wine either this kind of thing so it's kind of controlling but they kind of justify it because they are making money and providing for them. And is so James English of that mindset? Yeah, that, that was his quote. It was like, I don't want my wife to, or I don't think they're married. I don't want my girlfriend to drink and she's at home with the kids and that's her role. I'm going to provide for them. That's his mindset right, as okay, well. Okay. So th- th- there's loads of similarities and there was, well, certainly the way they were laughing and joking through some of the slightly sensational comments, mm. would suggest that they both share those views. Um, but as you said at the very start, at the very start, there's this little clique, this little world of people. Um, the Jordan Petersons, Alex, Alex Tucker's, Jay, um, Alex Jones. I mean, Carson Tucker. They, they 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 operate in this world, and they've convinced themselves that yeah, their way is the right way. Um, like even talking about jail, adult uh, men, like yeah, and some of them you well before they went bonkers. Were they hiding these opinions and they just didn't have the platform or like, it, it's it's scary. But they, uh, James asked him about jail at one stage and what was it like? And um, Andrew then said, oh, well, I wasn't shocked. I knew it was coming. Like he, he, It's like he's controlling it. Mm-hmm, he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, and his line was, I wasn't shocked. It was stage two. I knew it was coming. 95% hindsight. I made the right move, he says. I'm better for it. It was a test of mental resolve and I passed. The worst thing would have been if I was a normal man who had issues outside, I felt good and my life was set up outside. So he didn't have the concerns of wife and kids at home without them. He didn't have that.
1: Right. So he he's pitches a jail provider. as mm.
0: tests that he passed that he was in control of.
1: And a plan, because he does describe everything as being this plan and, and part of, I think, the Hustlers University. Oh, yeah. And actually what he has a lot on his Twitter at the moment is all about, you know, there is a plan and if you follow it, kind of, you can be rich like me, you can have all these fancy cars and yeah, that's you know, still everybody they go. will think you're amazing.
0: I think that university closed down though, didn't it? But the, the Hustler one did.
1: But, but. the Hustler University is supposed to have closed down, but it is seemingly, there's certainly a lot of mention of it, like in recent days. So, so again, I'd say it? some sort of way it's back up. Well, and now is the time
0: to pounce on those those lads who follow him because they will fork out for, for this lifestyle. And when
1: he set up Hustlers University, of course, people were paying $50 a month for his advice or whatever yeah. it was courses from him. I mean, very similar actually to... When you look at sort of the Scientology cult and you look at maybe even the late or the, the pre in previous years when Tony Quinn's Educo yeah. crew, it's very similar. Mm-hmm. Convincing people that you have the key to success, that you know exactly the path in which they should go, charging them a huge amount of money for the product, which is your advice. And <laughs> actually, I'm just sort of talking myself in twinning. <laughs> yeah and people you but see people willingly it. and people do buy into it and, and millions out and did he though make millions out of it because <laughs> but
0: you can question everything he says yes no because
1: doubt. I did read that a lot of these this money and these companies and I read this in either The Guardian or The Financial Times or the likes and it was they had gone out and investigated his claims of the amount of companies he had and the money and the casinos he owned and everything. And for the casino, they found three slot machines in a kind of a rundown, uh, you know, cabin. It's see better on brave seafront. Like, Again, I sure. suppose it's like I, it was my decision to go to prison. I made the right decision. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you describe something as so we can't. We have to untangle everything this man says. Yeah, he does say he can. And maybe really we have to teach younger people to try and learn how to untangle what people Question everything. Question like, everything. Genuinely, one of
0: the lines he gave us in this was, um, I have a big life. I love the life of... Tw- I live the life of 20 men, children with different mothers, 110 people working for me in seven companies, I have 15 houses, I have cars, I have planes, and I have boats. I am not happy to get out of prison because the backlog of work was
1: substantial. Like, right. he, he is putting this persona... That there were about the- 16 homes seized from him by the Romanian police or certainly it's they're held as okay. proceeds of crime. But he's 110 people working for him. Yeah. In seven different companies. Well, he certainly has a lot of people involved in the setup of what's going on and the filming okay. of what's going on in that place. There's no doubt about it. The stuff is filmed very high yeah. production values. Yeah, yeah. Um, the compound he lives in in Romania is described as a warehouse on the outside. But when you see the inside, oh, some
0: of the bits we have seen are
1: fairly are, It's fairly plush and impressive. Yeah, There's yeah. money coming from somewhere. Obviously, some of the money did come in from the Hustlers University. And, you know, you'd wonder where these companies are, what they're doing. Um, Again, you'd have No to questions be, asked. No, no, not a single thing.
0: Mm. Passed off as you nookie
1: So, what do what do I, I Go to back to what they talked about women and their own women. They are obviously talking about, as opposed to in the past, he's spoken about um, women. He says they should bear responsibility in rape. He preferred 18 year olds, he said, because he could kind of like, basically, you know, mold them as such. That's he he, he shared, preferred date 18 year olds and 25 year olds because they hadn't had many sexual experiences, most of them. And he was going to be their ultimate and only presumably sexual experience he describes to women as the property of men did they go down that no, road or not no at so it's all. it's this tamed is, you're, a bit. you're
0: you're talking about the previous legacy stuff there that was not quizzed at all mm. and it won't be because there's very little comeback to that unless he says i was wrong i hold my hand up but he will never say that he'll never the the only time he kind of kind of caved on anything he talked about a kind of a outer context and a different, and a, uh, out of context, and it was a bit of fun or something. He he laughed it off. I can't remember, even remember what it was about. But that's as as much as he'll ever concede. But
1: he's now me. marketing himself instead of the playboy. He's marketing himself as a father and a provider. Yeah. So he's kind of you know he's he's gone to the next level as such of how he is portraying himself to the world is, and to young men. Which is
0: probably ultimately what the young men want. Mm-hmm. So he's he's found that the the fun playboy thing isn't necessarily going to to get him the support or the following, um, uh, the like the utter sycophantic way that they just believe everything that he wants to, that he says, they may, he, well, I mean, by chance, he's probably decided, I am now a dad. Uh, the Playboy thing is restricted heavily because he's under house arrest. So maybe this persona of being the provider is the best I can do. And he, it will all be, have been discussed with Tristan. Like, I mean, he he does have this really good, Relationship with his brother, I will say, and they seem to be really tight. And um, he talks about him as this this support, uh, this rock for him, as well as someone he can he can listen to. They've never had a fight. He said they never once had a fight, and all that, which I find hard to believe because yeah. they're so antagonistic in their personalities. Although, well, Tristan is obviously Tristan is kind of
1: second. though he's, isn't Andrew, he's Andrew Light, like he's he's definitely he's the the sort of the brother of of Andrew Tate. And I think yeah, Andrew Tate's not the brother of Tristan That's, Tate. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. No, no, yeah. that will be his
0: epitaph. Yeah, um, and uh, but together they have formed this uh, persona and mm. maybe Tristan's happy to be in the shadows. Maybe that's his own personality. He doesn't want to be the front guy. He wants yeah. to be the bass player. He doesn't want to be the front man, um, but he's still getting all the houses and the cars and the tr- and the planes and the women. And so if they he, exist. If they exist. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've seen pictures and videos of these parties mm. and we, we, we touched on this in the first pod where there are these people out there, like Dan Bilzerian in America, and other other people who have this persona that they live this life twenty four seven. It's 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 more, more more than likely not true that they live this life twenty four seven. But what we see on social media is attractive to young men, and they want it and they chase it. So at some point, I do believe he was living this life in casinos and cars. Whether he was gambling with his own money or not or whether all of the like whether the planes and the cars he owned them or he hired them for the photos that's another question that happens a lot so look you can question everything about this yeah. world. to be honest yeah. like but um it is he had portrayed a world that is um is unobtainable but
1: he has convinced his followers 50 dollars a month And I'll show you exactly how to obtain it. Did they talk about depression in the past? He said depression isn't real. I know that James English would be usually quite sympathetic towards people with mental health problems. And and in actual fact, has spoken quite a lot about it. Yes,
0: depression came up a few times. Uh, The quote I wrote down, um, I suffered from depression myself, but depression isn't real. Mm -hmm. I understand very well. Me deciding depression isn't real is how I get over my depression. I can distract myself, but not in jail. So, so he says
1: outside outside of jail, he can distract himself from the potential of being depressed. But, but he's he almost it's not taking that, that statement as his own depression isn't real. Yeah. So he's not actually dictating to everybody with mental health because he appeared to have done that before. He kind of, he
0: kind of, he kind of, I got the impression that he was saying, look, you can get over depression. Like, yeah. it's not real. I think he was saying it to everyone, not just talking about his own yeah, personal. Yeah. But again, I mean, we all do it. You use your own personal experience to... To hammer home your opinion about something, so he says, with one hand, from personal experience, I've been depressed, so I'm allowed to tell you that depression isn't real. Mm-hmm. Like he's almost saying, look, I've been through it with you. I've not with you. I've been through it with myself. You can beat it too, which is like a complete horseshit kind of comment. You don't just come out and say it's not real. Uh, you can think it. You can think yourself out of depression. Uh, but I had it. Like he, he contradicts himself all the time mm. and he is casting this big net on, on people with depression saying, look, it's not real. Think yourself out
1: of it. It's and it's kind of all, again, going back to the key to happiness. He has it. He knows that he understands it, which again, you could, you look at, say, the Church of Scientology and they don't believe in psychiatric uh, drugs. They don't believe anybody should take. They have their own ways of dealing with yeah. Me, you know, with people with mental health and other sort of cult-like groups the same. So he is sort of, you know, he is sort of evolving perhaps into that sort of leader. Well, he is a leader. You're probably
0: right. I hadn't gone that far forward in my thinking, but they're like all the kind of hallmarks of a cult
1: are there. I um, did a book years ago on Scientology, years ago, right? So a Little tiny little bit about it, I know. But there was a couple of things that stood out for me. Those kind of things were were one of them. But also they they used to get people, sign people up and then get them to do courses to better themselves and pay a fortune for these courses. And they were obviously always going for the ultimate aim, which was the highest course, which would end up costing you like 750,000 ultimately if you paid for it all, right, to go clear. And that meant that you'd got rid of all these Klingons that are attached to you and that you'd gone through all these sort of like confessions, really. And while giving the confessions about everything in your past and what you'd done, that was all written down and kept as you on, kept about you on a file. Um, but they also very much Scientology, the development of it as a kind of a cult church, whatever you'd call it, they saw the power of celebrity and they latched themselves on to celebrity. And they had a celebrity center yeah. where the kind of celebrities, Scientologists would go and do their courses and they'd be much kinder to them. And they would always kind of they, be very much kind of like courting celebrity. Make and making
0: their lives easier and better and arranging marriages and stuff and everything. Well, it was so certainly kind end. of like
1: you know, obviously, Tom Cruise was a very sort of high profile, yeah. and John Travolta, um, Scientologist, and they live by that, you know, they they believe in the in the teachings of the Church of Scientology, but the Church of Scientology have these celebrity members that are of a way higher. And interestingly, organized crime will also court celebrity. It legitimizes you in the world. Okay. we said that before, yeah. Um, You know, even back to when Daniel Kinahan set up his boxing company in in Marbella, they courted celebrities. They invited them. They wanted them photographed there. He wanted to be kind of beside them as he went on. And in more recent years with Tyson Fury and all the rest of it. It's all about projecting yourself as this person who's accepted by celebrity, accepted by high-profile members of society, and that open door opens doors for you. Does that did that at the time attract young boxers to join, like to be part of this stable? Like, is that? But I think probably the money attracts them ultimately, as opposed to whatever. But a lot of people would say who know him would say that Kinnahan has that almost that leader, that kind of same sort of uh, status that people. Like admire him, they a charisma his though word. as well, isn't There's there? There's something about him that yeah. they do, and and he has this status, as everybody else is beneath them. You have to really believe in yourself yeah. in a kind of probably a slightly, you know, having a defective personality way. Oh, absolutely, it's ro- you are, It's blinkered it's views on the life. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: you I mean. Your, your opinion is the only thing that really matters. And the more people that come with you, um, the more fun you and they are
1: going to have. You're not and yet, willing to. You know, we all find them interesting, don't we? I mean, you, you sort of do find you're intrigued by that personality, not to follow it from my point of view. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be following Andrew Tate or following any of these other people, but yeah. I do find them intriguing and I find myself watching them and trying to sort of like work them out. And maybe you're just looking for a chink.
0: Yeah, I I agree. Uh, there's a there's kind of a voyeuristic nature to all journalists anyway, and possibly more beyond that. But I want the 15 second sound bites, not the two and a half hour podcasts. Like I'm, I'm happy, I'm, I'm happy to I'm happy to to watch from afar and and let their let his actual followers give out to me for not understanding the context of the full story. That's fine. I'll be that guy. It's it's the the sound bites are fine from an intriguing perspective, as you say. But the rest of it. No, it's just not for me. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely not. Or for most, really. well, I because, would assume so. That, but the I, numbers are are the incredible. Are there, like the followers are... and the they're not all real, as you know. Um, but like he is the most, he was uh, when we did the last podcast, the most Google man um, in the world. I don't know where he is now in the rankings, but he's mm. up there. I mean, there is an interest. I've mentioned it to several different groups in several different worlds. They all know who he is now. They all they all have an interest and a, an opinion. Um, but they know him as this mm. incendiary soundbite, uh, well-built, well-groomed uh, guy who's stuck in a house in Romania. They don't yeah. know him as the guy that they, uh, they want to be.
1: That's mm-hmm. not him. He's just mm-hmm. this guy on the other side of a screen and uh, that's where he belongs. But he's really pushing this narrative in sort of, you know, before if a trial happens, he's pushing this narrative very much so that he's a victim and that he has been singled out because of his success and basically, is this what he's kind of saying in it, that, that basically he, it's because of his success that he's been targeted and these kind of allegations are yeah, out of jealousy or out of people who have been put up to it? Yeah, but he, he represents he re, he
0: represents the viewpoints that don't suit the matrix, right? This is kind of his, and then I'm, I'm like, OK, here we go. I'm listening now. Come on, tell me more because this is how I'll understand you. And then he doesn't give you anything. There's no substance behind any of his yeah. st- statements. Mm-hmm. So. He refers to the charges, and, and he starts talking about it, and you're kind of getting excited. And but then he says, "I knew these charges were coming," and uh, he kind of he's he's real he's real brash. He goes, "But they had to because uh, if the because of the legal ramifications, if they didn't, like he's kind of saying, if Romania hadn't charged me, think of the trouble they'd be in
1: because of all of the allegations
0: that were made." prior to the charges coming. So he's so,
1: claiming he's kind of got insiders in, in yeah, Romania. Yeah, it's controlled.
0: But he says I knew it was coming. Like, yeah. cause I, and I remember kind of being a bit shocked by that. And maybe it was the way the question was asked is like, talk to me about the charges and and how do you feel about this trial that will probably take up years of his mm-hmm. life. And he's straight away confident and boasting, going, well, I sure, I knew they were coming. Of course they were coming because Romania had to charge me because if they didn't,
1: think of the legal ramifications. Like, you think he might go over to Romania and cover the trial.
0: I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be ongoing
1: for a long time. I don't know, will it? I mean, it's I, not I, don't, know, ju- very I don't know. I don't in Romania. I'm not too up on the Romanian judicial yeah, system, I've Bush, been over Bush now in. I do do know that when when he was before they when they both were before the courts previously, all the media were removed. Okay, completely removed from the courtroom. Now there that might have been some pre-trial, or that might have been they haven't actually have they been officially charged or not? Not yet. They're sort of they're sort of still under investigation because the judicial system over there is different to ours. They have been placed in custody on these sort of charges, but they're not the actual. They the full, haven't actually brought these charges yet against them. They're kind of saying that they will. Because the headlines in June were that they had been charged, but this is the kind of a an, in, a an kind interim of a, kind of. It's a kind of an interim thing. Yeah, exactly. OK. It's a kind of a, an, a a charge which they can be held in custody, but there's no absolute clarification okay. that a trial is going ahead yet. I think that will happen in October when this sort of book arrest arrest uh, <laughs> okay. runs out or certainly you get some more information about where they are with it. You see, sometimes like in Spain, for example, they will... Um, investigate, the police will investigate somebody, they'll hand the case over to the magistrate and the magistrate then investigates so somebody can be in custody oh, right. without being charged for up to four years unless they have lawyers that can get them okay. bail or whatever. Okay. But they can sit in custody sort of like under suspicion as such without actually being charged. Well, I wasn't so, aware of that so maybe that's where it's at at the moment
0: so we'll see you in October, um, we'll see you in October. Boy, boy, When,
1: when, when uh, do Reiner go? Uh, I'll find out. <laughs> we'll get the, of course they do. Yeah. yeah. From, so you'll be getting a Ryanair flight, yeah, and I'm sure there's hostels and we'll stuff. Put, like yeah, it. Airbnb put or and, something. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. And you don't need a photographer. You can just use your phone. no definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no expenses. No. I ah, know. We'll have a little worse to see what they'll do. Okay. I mean, whatever the bus, it is. Yeah, first yeah. class Bucharest. <laughs> It'll be well worth going. It'll be fascinating. And he is, no matter what, he is a fascinating character. And this this um, ongoing case in, in Romania is. So, nobody watch the two and a half hours. Oh, please don't do it yourselves. No. Absolutely not. And anyone who
0: comments on this video will probably have already watched it. So, yeah,
1: okay.
0: sorry for your loss.
1: Yeah. All
0: right. <laughs>
1: right. Thanks, Dara No problem. You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com, produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. Research assistant is Clodamini. If you like this show and love true crime, Leave us a review, or why not download the free Sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe. Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily
0: dose of what's going on,